Whether you are building your micro school for the very first time, or you are transitioning into a homeschool hybrid or a micro school from vice versa, one or the other, or you are looking to grow your micro school or homeschool hybrid, I'm sharing with you a list of the top 10 questions that I've been receiving over the past four years. And I truly believe that these questions that I receive from parents and from community members really will help you in designing a great offer that is unique to your own vision and your own desires and your own dreams, but also help to fortify what parents are looking for. So grab a notebook and a pen. This is going to be a good one as we end 2023 and prepare for our dream schools in 2024. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. I remember when I was in a pageant in high school and for this pageant and preparing for it, they would give us a list of 10 to 20 questions that could potentially be asked when we were up on stage. I was so grateful for that and I definitely me and my friends, we were at our local city Summerfest and we got fancy gowns and we wanted to be Miss Summerfest Queen. And I remember looking at those questions and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have this as a guide because there's a million questions in the world and they narrowed it down to 20 and then they narrow it down to one. And I think that these questions will truly help you knowing what parents are going to be asking you. I think it's going to be very beneficial for you to take notes today. Very, very beneficial because we can talk our, our parents' ears off. We can talk potential families into a corner, but if it's not what they truly care about, it falls on deaf ears. So let's start with number one. What do parents mostly ask about? Oh, this is so good. Number one, parents want to know about the flexibility in your learning environment. We, as a micro school and homeschool hybrid, typically offer more flexibility in terms of schedules and the environment where the kids actually learn. So this flexibility is particularly beneficial during the holiday season or just as you start your school or end your school or where families go and gather. Do you take field trips? Parents want to know the environment. They want to also know, I would say along with flexibility, they often want to know about safety. So let's put that together. They want to know about the flexibility and the safety in your learning environment. So definitely have that squared away. And they also want to know like, what if my child misses school? What if we travel? How do you go about taking care of all of that, 
all of those documentation. So flexibility and safety in your learning environment. Number two, parents want to know about how you're actually going to teach their child and meet their child's needs. That's where personalized learning comes in. So micro schools and homeschool hybrids typically emphasize personalized learning experiences that are tailored to each student's needs. So during December, this could mean really thinking about for the coming year, how you are going to accommodate children if they have dyslexia or dysgraphia, or if they have ADHD, or if they are a gifted learner, or if they struggled in school, or if they're quiet, if they're introverted, if they're artistic, how do you help meet their needs? Do they need occupational therapy? Do they, do they need additional tutoring? So for an example, we have a family that will be joining us in January and they have occupational therapy for their child at their current private school. And they said, are you able to accommodate if the occupational therapist comes in and works with this child? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Great. Not a problem at all. I actually think it's wonderful that we could learn by watching a little bit of this occupational therapist working with the child. Themed projects, any type of studies or celebrations or individual pacing for students, parents want to know what you're going to do to meet their child's needs. So have that prepared. Number three, you know, finances, of course. Parents will want to know when are the payments due? Is there flexibility in paying? Do you take educational savings accounts? When is my first deposit due? When's my last deposit due? Is there a curriculum fee? How much are field trips? How much are t-shirts? So the cost of everything needs to be very transparent for families. So make sure that you have that very squared away and not just that, but you're confident in your numbers. Number four, assessing and progressing. So parents want to be informed about where their child is when it comes to their learning spectrum. So being informed about the assessment methods used in micro schools and homeschool hybrids is going to be very important. How you report that to parents, showing progress, whether it be grades, where it be anecdotal notes, understanding how student progress is tracked, especially during a non-traditional school system can really help parents feel supported and understand what the overall dynamic and mission is of your school. Number five, they definitely want to know about your schedule. And they want to know about holiday breaks. We often get asked, do you follow the local school district schedule? So parents and teachers should be aware of specific holiday break schedules. They should also know, does it mirror different local schools in your area? Because some parents may have children in your school, but they also have a high schooler or vice versa that falls into a different holiday break or a schedule based on either their private school or their public school. So making sure you have your schedule laid out is going to be very important for parents. Some models choose to align with traditional school breaks, while others might provide like a continuous learning opportunity. It depends on what you have designed for your families, but definitely make sure that you have that squared away and letting your parents know. I would also say for number six, definitely, 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 definitely communication. Clear communication is key. Parents and teachers want to be informed about the communication channels and the platforms. Do you use Remind? Do you have a group chat? What happens if their child is gone for the day? How does the parent let you know? How do you let the parent know if they need to bring something special to school? Do you send emails? Do you have phone calls? 
How do parents communicate with you? That's going to be very big for parents because they want to make sure that they don't drop the ball and that they are very aware if they are investing in this type of school for their children, that they have all of the resources available. Which brings me to number six, resource availability. They want to know, do I help my child at home? Do you send home homework? What resources can we utilize at home to help my child if he or she is struggling or if they are advanced? And we always like to recommend different computer programs. We like to share our homework policy or the lack thereof, if that's for you. We also like to share if a child is behind different tutoring services in the community that we highly recommend and different programs if a child is dyslexic, for an example. Resource availability is going to be very important and whether or not your state offers an educational savings account, that is a tremendous resource. Any type of scholarship is going to be very important that you're going to want to make to sh- make sure to share with families. So, so far we are at Number seven, and I'm going to review real quickly. Number one is the flexibility and safety in your learning environment. Number two is personalized learning methods. Number three is community engagement. Number four is assessment and progress. Number five is holiday breaks and schedules. Number six is communication channels. Number seven is resource availability. And number eight, socialization opportunities. Micro schools often emphasize socialization with members of the community and members in their school. Parents want to know, will my child fit in? Will my child make friends? What are ways that we can support you here at school? Or what are ways that we can volunteer? What are ways that I can keep my child plugged in? So parents are very interested in understanding how these models facilitate socialization and communication and connection among students whether you have a virtual or in-personal platform, it's going to be very important because the socialization part of what you're offering is going to be huge. Number nine, big, 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 big one, transitioning between models. Some families are coming from either homeschooling and have never been in a structured environment. Some are coming from private school and have never been in a setting that is maybe as small or maybe as as structured or coming from traditional school where they've never had to pay before for their child's education. So it's going to be very important that you are really educating families on what it's going to be like transitioning between where they are now and where they're coming, what what they're coming to. It's going to be very important that you lay out the steps very, very easily for families because it helps them to really feel less anxious and overwhelmed about making this change. And number 10, which I find is very, very important, is the documentation part. Parents want to know, how do we go about testing or standardized testing? What happens at the end of the year? Do you sign off on paperwork? Do I keep the paperwork? Do you keep a portfolio? Do I keep a portfolio? What do I need to let my local school system know? How do I let them know? What should I register my child as? Are they a private school student? Are they a homeschooled student? What does that look like? I have all the papers laid out for my families so that I can make sure it is a very smooth process. You've got to make the invisible very visible for families. This is where the introductory packet comes in. This is where all of your handouts, this is where your binders come in. This is where your contracts come in. All the documentation needs to be very visible for parents. That's number 10. So 
let me go back and let's review the last five. So number 10 is all the documentation. Number nine, how do their children transition between the models? Number eight, the socialization opportunities. Number seven is how do parents maintain or attain the resources that they currently have? Number six, communication channels. Number five, holiday breaks and schedules. Number four, assessment and progress. Number three, community engagement. Number two, personalized learning. And number one, flexibility in the learning environment. Educational landscapes evolve very rapidly. That's where we are right now. New information is emerging with micro schools and homeschool hybrids. Parents are very interested. Knowing what their questions are going to be beforehand is really going to put you at an advantage. Be sure to join our Teacher Let Your Light Shine micro school community over there on Facebook. It's Teacher Let Your Light Shine micro school community. And until next time, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and feel free to send me an email at teacherletyourlightshine at gmail.com. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.